Hello, this is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we help you elevate your grappling so together we can keep real wrestling alive. And it's been a little while since we did our last live stream podcast thing. Um, so, um, you know, we're back. Basically, hopefully we can keep doing this uh, weekly and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's been, it's been a while. Uh, just a bunch of things have been coming up. So uh, I apologize for not being uh, regular because uh, I do get comments uh, and even some emails and stuff. So uh, you know, a bunch of people appreciate uh, this content. So um, I want to keep doing it. I, I always wanted to keep it regular, but just all these different things came up, uh, you know, around the, the holidays and the beginning of the, the new year and stuff. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get back to the content. So I want to kind of give some updates. We had some... Um, some seminars uh, we, that we did for one of the uh, Gracie Baja affiliates here in Los Angeles. Uh, so we're always open to doing seminars. So if you want to bring us out to um, wherever you are, um, you know, like we did tons of seminars in uh, Singapore, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we also have our classes uh, continuing at UCLA. Uh, those are going well. Also, if any of you, so the the UCLA ones, that's the university here in Los Angeles. Uh, those ones are pretty much just open to uh, students at the moment. So if you're in Los Angeles and you want to come train with us, uh, we're at Fight Science MMA. So that is in the middle of Los Angeles. We call it Mid City, the Mid City area. Um, so yeah, you're free to uh, train. Anybody's free to train with us at the MMA studio. So it's called Fight Science MMA. That's on Washington Boulevard. So, uh, you know, feel free to message us, let us know what's going on. Or if you want to come train, uh, you're more than welcome. Uh, also, oh yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about, which is really cool before we get to the, 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 the subject that we have as to like, and actually the subject we have is actually pretty cool. Um, cause a lot of people, there's a lot of, uh, um, like mythology and a lot of uh, speculation as to uh, why we pin in our style or in just like a lot of wrestling styles. So you have like freestyle and folk style, catch wrestling and stuff where uh, we have pins. And um, there's some research that was compiled that talks about the origin of pins in uh, European wrestling styles and ultimately kind of like Western wrestling styles in general, because all that stuff kind of evolved and then, uh, you know, made its way to the United States and our wrestling styles and stuff. So uh, we're going to talk about that, but I want to talk about uh, one new thing for the CWA Academy. So our online uh, academy where you can learn catch wrestling, especially if you're not in the LA area, uh, and you can't train with us. Um, so, you know, uh, we mentioned it all the time, but we have uh, the, our online platform. So through, you know, catchwrestlingalliance.com, you can uh, join our online um, membership. And so basically it's our academy. You become a member. And one thing that has changed on our website, which is really cool, is um, a new, uh, it's, like a, it's like our new uh, community thing. So what it is, is like, um, um, you, it's, it's basically like our chat room. So it's, it, or like, uh, you can think of it as, as those of you who use discord or, or even what's like, uh, was it Facebook groups and stuff like that, but it's way more functional. So, um, it's, it's, it, it provides like so much value because what we do, it, it, it's like you have a chat room functions in there so people can communicate. Uh, we also can post videos in there, but it's like an organized way. So also what we do in there is um, uh, people, so members who ask. Um, so like, so basically if you have questions, uh, we can answer them there, you know, by text and chatting with each other. But then also uh, we'll post a video like of a, like the, kind of like the main question that needs to be addressed. So post a video in there. Uh, plus we can also live stream in there and stuff. So uh, the the community function of our CWA Academy on our website um, just got like way better. And then also uh, you can download an app for it. So uh, you don't necessarily have to log on to your phone or I mean, log on to your like on your laptop or whatever, a desktop computer. Uh, you can just download 
uh, an app and then access all that stuff. So you can chat and communicate with each other and, um, you know, and so we can help answer a lot of questions or you can just talk about, oh, we even talked about different uh, wrestling shoes or whatever. It's all, it's all great. All, all that stuff is, uh, you know, free to talk about, but uh, it, it is so much easier now. So with the updates with our, like the, like the the community function of our website. So uh, if you want, you know, feel free to to join. It's just like way better now than than it was because we did have a community uh, like like a forum in there, but it didn't have as many functions as it does now, and it's just way better, like like so much better. And so uh, yeah, it's just tons of extra content. So the way that the academy is set up is like. So you have like the instructional aspects to it. So where you learn like the fundamental techniques and then you graduate uh, from the fundamental stuff. But at the same time, we have the community stuff. So that's always uh, providing new content. Um, you can always ask questions and stuff. And so, you know, monthly we get at least one like video that's specifically answering your questions. But then uh, we also add other uh, other videos and stuff that, that are just basically based off what people are kind of talking about uh, in the community. So um, it just, it, it's a great thing and it's all, you know, it's all like, it's all us. So it's like all amongst the community itself. So uh, it's, it's just a really cool new thing that's part of our CWA Academy. So uh, really hope you can check it out. Uh, but, you know, if you're not interested, that's totally fine. We still have our one-off uh, video courses and stuff. So, uh, hopefully this year we'll, we'll be able to add more of those one-off courses. Um, so if you don't want to join the the community or if you don't want to join our academy, then that's totally fine. But just letting you know, we got a really cool new function, which I think just provides a lot of value and uh, really helps out. Um, so kind of like get more real-time connection. So instead of just so you so like instead of only going through the fundamentals courses where you see the techniques and the demonstration and you practice it uh, in our community, you can just ask questions in real time and uh, get get answers, you know, right away. So uh, it, it's really cool. I really like all the the new functions, the new functionality about it and stuff. So um, uh, yeah, we're just gonna keep using it and keep uh, growing everything in there. So, okay, so uh, with that being said, so that's all the updates. These are all the different things that have been going on um, you know, since the last time we had a live stream. So, uh, so it, might, it took a, took a few minutes to talk about that, but let's go ahead and get to our subject. Uh, and by the way, so anybody watching this live, uh, go ahead and you know comment. If you're watching this live on our um, Twitch or on our uh, YouTube stream, you know, feel free to comment and try to get to your questions. But um, what is linked in the description box uh, is the, is a link to this article that I'm going to be talking about. So it's by the historian Ruslan. Um, God, I have to look at the spelling of his last name. Uh, Pashayev. So Ruslan Pashayev, um, who spent a lot of time researching the development of wrestling in Europe and and then uh, with the emphasis on the development of catch wrestling or catches catch can right so um, he has a, an article that kind of just that shows like how pins evolved so in modern catch wrestling competition so like what we have in our organization and also Wigan or the Snake Pit Wigan, uh, their organization, how we do the pin is a two second pin where two shoulders are touching the mat, same time, uh, the referee counts two seconds and then that's it, all right? So over time, uh, you see like in pro wrestling, you'll see this big thing where it's like they, they mark like one, two, three, all that stuff is for show so that uh, the competitors know when to kick out of the pin if they're going to continue, right? If they're gonna continue the, the predetermined match. So all that stuff, like the pounding on the mat and stuff like that, that's definitely for, for show, but in our competition. So in real wrestling, you see like the, the ref isn't always just counting off the, 
the the pin or whatever it's just like all they have to do is count two seconds in their in their head and blow the whistle and end it right so where did that come from where did uh where did that whole notion come from well it's pretty old right so so and this, i kind of wanted to talk about this because we get all these different weird uh, theories as to like how catch wrestling developed and it it developed not so, so one of one of the one of the theories that i wanted to kind of refer, refute that it does it makes no sense because since lancashire it's called like another name for catch wrestling is lancashire wrestling so the the wrestling style that developed in that region of england um is not necessarily um like by the by the ocean right so you get some theories saying like oh the sailors of europe you know they 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 brought back all the styles of the best techniques uh that they learned and then they developed catch wrestling and whatever but no that's not that's it, it doesn't make so much sense even when you know the geography and stuff uh, kind of one of the closest port cities to that area right is uh, liverpool which again it was a, a major port and a lot of ships and stuff sailed out of there uh, but it it wouldn't necessarily be uh, a place where uh, like sailors would come and just develop a, a wrestling style you know in that region so you have to take that into consideration uh but anyway what we see is is waves of migration from the mainland Europe, right? So the continent onto uh, onto the island of England or the islands, and then across the region. So people moving um, across, you know, for, say from these different countries like France and Germany and stuff um, uh, into the region of like so that county is the Lancashire area, right? The Lancashire area, and um, so it wasn't necessarily like sailors or whatever uh, developing a style on their own because then that means it would be not just like a read a regional style it would be like the national martial art but again no, the, so that let's just not talk about that anymore because um it, it's kind of illogical right but let's go ahead and talk about um um what was kind of happening you know, hundreds of years ago in wrestling. So you have like the Germans wrestling, you have the the French and stuff, all these different um, like different types of people or different ethnicities doing their kinds of all their different styles. But so you can kind of think like in, in, in the mainland or the continent of Europe, you have people doing more of what you can kind of recognize today as like say even sumo wrestling. So they were more like a, a stand-up style. Or what you see in kind of Greco, but once you take someone down, uh, no matter how they touch the mat or touch the ground, uh, is done, right? So they lost. So it's mostly like you wrestle standing, and then whoever get gets knocked over or whatever, they lose, right? But sometimes then you have like these big, uh, these big say like in Greco-Roman where you have these big. Uh, you know, lifts and slams. Um, again, that would be a win, right? Uh, but uh, people were, you know, breaking ribs and, you know, just getting seriously injured. And, you know, maybe every once in a while uh, they could die from their injuries. So um, they, so something had to change, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you got to have a sport where people can feel comfortable to compete in. So let's go ahead and try to, let me see where, um, uh, let's go because I want to read a little bit from the article and see where we kind of have a good part to, um, oh yeah, so you have different styles, so different techniques that were emphasized. So let's go ahead and talk about here. So another important detail was that according to the Frankish traditions, the use of legs or feet for throwing uh, they weren't favored and it was often considered was often wasn't considered fair wrestling instead only true wrestling was fought utilizing the strength of hands arms torso hips buttocks and back by any other word lift and throw techniques dominated wrestling styles of the ancient franks and the noble art of tripping which was a key wrestling skill 
in, let's say, English traditional wrestling styles was neglected. The falls, so the pins, basically, preferably falls on the back or even fair back falls given the standing position were quick flying falls. So basically just you think of really like modern day, really great example, not necessarily so much Greco, but sumo wrestling, right? So you can get these really cool techniques, really cool throws happening, uh, and that's it, right? You get a win once you get someone to touch another part of their body onto the ground or you throw them out of the ring or whatever, uh, then that's that's a win, right? Uh, so then Ruslan kind of continues. And again, this article is linked into in the description. So uh, I just want, he just continues here where um, the idea of kind of, of holding someone and keeping them immobilized uh, that started to like gain popularity because uh, they wanted to try to have uh, like a way of, of doing wrestling that was a little bit more like like a little bit more like necessarily like a, because like basically just safer ultimately. So so let's see so. Uh, Okay, so over the course of time, uh, the system was uh, simplified. So a fall on any part of the, oh, fall on the back was introduced and in England and then some, and to some extent in the continent. All right, so, um, so flying falls being allowed, which remained unchanged. Uh, wrestling still wasn't a safe game due to the nature of those falls, which were violent and usually caused multiple injuries and even death, right? So this led to the perception or the evolution of the perception and understanding of the throw fall itself. At some point, the principle of throwing on the back was replaced with a more progressive idea of placing on the back pressing shoulders down and maintaining this submissive position for a certain amount of time that was achievable only when both wrestlers were down on the ground. And that is how the pinning fall, pinning fall was invented, right? The, revo the revolutionary introduction was the birth of a new Western European tradition of ground wrestling, which found its climax in the concept of a pinning fall being the only true real fall. The game is over when it's over and one of the two is kept immovable flat on his back. So you've shown your control over that person by having them flat on their back, so face up and they can't get out. All right, so, um, so it was truly like it's back and forth between England. So basically the island off the coast of uh, the continent and what was going on on the continent. So uh, over time, this back and forth evolved into this idea of of the pin. But so like we so like how we see still today in Greco-Roman wrestling, which uh, again was so for, for people who don't know that was a a French style of wrestling. Uh, so you have these big takedown, these big throws and stuff. But over time, uh, and which you can like take them, you know, you can throw someone and have them land onto their shoulders and you would win. Um, so these kinds of, of uh, flying or like throw it, big throw techniques, I mean, they still exist, right? And they're still really spectacular and fun to watch, but you're starting to see long ago the evolution of the whole idea of control. So not just throwing someone using some more technique and making sure that you show your dominance over them by make by immobilizing them, right? You can, you, you control and restrain them, right? So there's some other stuff that I think would be kind of cool to talk about. Yeah, so he mentions, yeah, like this heavily influenced Greco-Roman, which is one of the important styles because it's in the Olympics still. Um, but then, yeah, so you have this wave. So you have these things kind of developing between this back and forth between uh, England and the mainland. And then you have these waves of immigration happening from 
Europe across England. And so you get people practicing wrestling in these styles, right? So then when they move from England all the way, I'm sorry, move from Europe to England, then that helped the evolution of catches catch can wrestling. Let me go and try to skip to that part because there's a pretty short article. Um, so the earliest known immigration of Flemish textile workers to East Lancashire, England, goes back to the 1300s. They brought to their new place their traditional rough-and-tumble wrestling style, which over time, I, I can't pronounce the name, it's like uh, Stoyan, that's my guess. I should probably uh, uh, write it in the description box. But anyway, the, the, their rough-and-tumble wrestling style, which over time evolved there in Lancashire into the professional Lancashire up-and-down wrestling fighting a combative style that that predated catches catch can wrestling. So in that style, you can kind of like kick a little bit. It wasn't like kickboxing, uh, but again, you can never really strike. You can never do like, you know, punches, like close fist punches, um, uh, you know. So, but anyway, you can, we actually we probably should talk about that uh, in another thing. But anyway, so they brought their style uh, and then these, these things, you know, keep mixing right they keep evolving in the in the pot right so you get people in certain in a certain area um they and then you get people from another area coming into this little melting pot area and then uh they bring their own styles and then um something evolves right so ruslan continues so in the uh 16th and 17th centuries french and german weaving protestants who, along with the Flemish, fled religious persecutions on the continent, brought their old Frankish catch-hold wrestling customs to East Lancashire and West Yorkshire, where they merged with traditional English catch-hold wrestling styles. And over the course of the centuries, this combination evolved into a new culturally unique style of wrestling, the Lancashire Catches Catch Can. This style went through the various stages of evolution and gave birth to the modern day uh, catch wrestling or pro wrestling, which again evolved into the modern day pro wrestling. Um, uh, and so as well as it strongly influenced the current international freestyle wrestling and different grappling styles. So like uh, he, he makes a point of pointing out that, you know, again, freestyle is an Olympic style. And then you have Greco-Roman. Again, it's uh, another Olympic style. But over time, so you have, you know, over the evolution that, you know, occurred over hundreds of years um, where you get the, that, that's why you get the pin in both styles, right? So they're both uh, European styles, but you got the pin because of this, this back and forth between the island and the continent. And then basically people gradually agreeing that, oh, okay, yeah, the pin... Uh, is enough to show dominance and not just like big slams and stuff, which are cool and all. But um, if you can, you know, get someone down on the ground, show that you're dominant by pinning them down, pinning them flat on their back, and they can't get out for a set amount of time, that, that's enough to show that you dominated that person. So you won the wrestling match, right? So um it, it so hopefully that was interesting to you <laughs> that, that's kind of like the main thing that i want to kind of talk about because uh this is how you can see like by looking back in time there is evidence uh kind of showing like how these things came about and um but it's like once you see like how these things evolved it's kind of good to understand like this old perspective and you can see how this not only um, created the the pin, but also shows that since people saw the idea of being able to control and restrain someone and show your dominance by like pinning them, that also translates into our modern grappling where you'll see even, um, or you'll see like the continued value of learning wrestling, right? So even the amateur styles that have no uh, like submission holds, but uh, you can see how like a lot of jujitsu gurus are even like discussing like the whole notion of pinning someone down or pinning a limb down so that you can 
move around the body or move around that or move around that limb so you can set up your submission holds and whatnot. So, um, so this whole continent of Europe, including the island off the coast, England, uh, they uh, they they over time, you know, recognized the 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 like the they they recognize like the the value of uh, restraining someone and then so say like nowadays since like uh, submission grappling is so popular I mean you can still utilize this idea of submitting or basically like controlling restraining someone and then when they try to move or you can tire them out right depending on your your time limit um, then you can um, like get them to move the way you need them to move so you can set up your submission right especially if you do like a submission only competition um they they will eventually move the way you need them right and then you can set up your submission or whatever or whatever whatever the goal of your competition needs to be so in that way learning catch wrestling can help uh like with all these different styles of uh competition so even like say like mma or whatever right where uh, truly, you can do submissions, but I mean, like, why don't you go for the knockout, right? So if you can hold someone down, right, and you can ground and pound them, uh, get a TKO or whatever, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great. And so, but you can, you're still using the the pinning principles, right? So uh, that's one of the cool things about like catch wrestling. You got all these different dynamics kind of happening. Um, but again, yeah, they evolved over like hundreds of years, which is, is pretty cool. So it's not just like a brand new thing, which which, which reminds me, it's like I, there was some strange person that was like commenting on one of our social media things where like, I guess they thought it was new, but they thought catch wrestling was new. So they're like, I've seen these techniques in like freestyle and whatever. And it's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you've, you've seen these techniques in freestyle because freestyle used to be called amateur catch as catch can. So uh, yes, you've seen a lot of, <laughs> so anyway, people are strange. So just, just hopefully, uh, what we talked about right now is that you, you, it should help people understand that catch wrestling evolved over hundreds of years. It's a back and forth, uh, communication, right. And evolution amongst, uh, wrestling, uh, communities, uh, on the Island and the, and on the continent. And then, you know, you, you have the, the pin set up and then you have these different uh, immigrants crossing out of crossing to England out of the continent and then bringing their styles of wrestling and then so then so then in the Lancashire region catch wrestling eventually evolved right or eventually kind of a what developed right in their in their kind of melting pot of uh, different European communities there it's really interesting though because uh, yeah it, it's it can be cold in northern europe but like england is like even further north so and then they're going to the northern part of england which is like very cold so um i don't know about you i, I grew up in southern california like my uh you know my family goes way back and so anyway we don't live in a place that's as cold as england and then you get these people, but then you hear about these people like where they wanted to escape different types of persecution. So they left the continent and onto the island said, um, man, it's cold. Well, they probably, they're probably used to the cold in there and on the continent. And then so I guess moving even further north wasn't um, so big of a change, but wow. So that's my two. That's my personal point of view. So let's go ahead and get some a uh, so couple of your comments here. So let's see. The first one here, Gridiron Masters. So do catch and judo share a history? Do they exchange ideas? Uh, well, yes, really. Um, so like, um, kind of like the. Uh, hopefully, what we kind of talked about kind of showed where it's like you have kind of like the evolution of the catch wrestling, and so pins right the pins were kind of like the main thing and so even when you see later stuff from like you know the the united states right farmer burns and whatnot in his books he's talking about the pin a lot he also talks about submission holds and whatnot um but i think for him and i think for the majority of wrestlers right you're thinking pinning right so um 
you're thinking of getting that control over the person, uh, especially at that time, like say like, um, you know, even up until, you know, like Farmer Burns time, like the uh, 1800s into the 1900s, you're thinking pinning. And then even those pro wrestlers, they're thinking pins because, um, you know, you see these big, you know, as part of the, the spectacle of pro wrestling, even modern pro wrestling and stuff, the predetermined stuff. Um, so you're thinking pins, right? But again, you also see people traveling to compete in wrestling. And so you have people from Japan. Uh, so you have like the dominant styles. Judo actually is not a very old style. Um, uh, much to the chagrin of, of judo practitioners, it's, it's, its evolution is much more modern. But it's, it's, uh, uh, but you did have practitioners. It is old enough where you have like judo people uh, competing against um like catch wrestlers and stuff so you do get an additional layer of mixing and stuff later on right so um so i oh, I, I think yeah so gridiron masters say i don't know if you're referring to because it's like sometimes people will try to say like oh it's judo and then the the brits took that and whatnot so um no like what we're kind of seeing like or the evidence is showing it's like yeah these mix of uh, european immigrants into the Lancashire region kind of being the major developers um, of the style itself over time of catch wrestling. So it, it wouldn't necessarily be like a so much of a mixing of judo or any Japanese style. Um, but, you know, more so is very like European. And, and I think that's one of the things too. I think uh, there's a while back, someone was asking about uh, kind of similar about like oh you see like some of the submission holds and what and whatnot but if you look back at some because there are some really cool old books i think i have one on my on my phone uh really cool old books where they talk about like the art of wrestling or this is the science of wrestling and the art of jujitsu and like so they in that in that book uh they'll have a section where they talk about wrestling stuff and then old with old pictures and then they'll have the part where they talk about jujitsu um, and of course with old pictures and stuff, but I think even then you can kind of see a lot of these different or a lot of the differences between the styles. So you, you really aren't necessarily seeing uh, sit outs or these other kinds of mat wrestling techniques in um, in like you know traditional Japanese jujitsu and judo and stuff. Um, so there is like there are like when you kind of see even like the old book side by side, you know, judo is and traditional Japanese jujitsu is it's its own, it truly is its own thing. Um, even though they had contact, you know, and, and competition kind of early on. Um, actually, yeah. So Gridiron Masters just commented again, followed up. <laughs> so let's go and talk about that. Actually, let me see if I can. Oh, I think. Well, let's try this. I think I can show it on stream. There we go. I don't even. So Gridiron Masters, I don't even go for subs that much anymore, usually because I have to give up pressure to get a submission. Very true, very true. Um, yes, if you're up against a very good wrestler, and which I think we're starting to see in modern jiu-jitsu, so like in ADCC, a lot of modern jiu-jitsu practitioners who want to compete in there, they're actually calling it or calling ADCC a wrestling competition, right? Because pretty much every, I think it's legal to wear a gi if you want, but nobody does. It's just really evolved into this no gi thing. And I think because a lot of a lot of them really don't know wrestling, so uh, this whole emphasis on like like uh, uh, emphasis away from gi makes them think it's like a wrestling competition. Uh, so anyway, a lot of a lot of uh, good wrestlers that's why like i think nowadays uh the americans are kind of doing very very well in these types of competitions where we at least there is enough uh folk style wrestling and stuff that that it's getting incorporated into a lot of the jiu-jitsu schools so you are seeing this evolution of the i guess like what what was originally uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu into this kind of uh, american-like uh jiu-jitsu style that you're seeing in the the likes of adcc and even um what like one championship is having like um 
that kind of is is really interesting. Where you have we're having some of the best Americans, um, who are like these these really great uh, like champions in in grappling, and they're competing against. I think they're doing like a thing right now where it's like a lot of the best Americans going up against these sambo practitioners, and they aren't necessarily dominating in the the wrestling aspect, but they are dominating in like leg locks and stuff like that. So, um, uh, you're seeing this kind of, uh, this evolution, but it, it, um, it isn't like, um, where going back to like grid, gridiron masters comment where it's like giving up. So he, he said, I don't go for subs that much anymore. Um, uh, it's because you give up pressure to get a submission so so modern jujitsu or modern nogi is still different from wrestling right so to answer gridiron masters is like yeah if you are up against a very good wrestler if you relieve that pressure chances are they're going to find some way to escape right so what you're probably going to want to do and if you were and it's kind of going back to like um old time catch wrestling where there was no uh, time limit and you can just go until someone wins right so then that is like the best strategy like if you can uh, hold them down uh, make them worn out from trying to escape then eventually they'll they'll get tired enough where uh, if you had to submit them or pin them you got it right okay so gridiron masters i think this works okay so next comment I don't even call it jujitsu anymore. At most, it's a rule set where there are no pins. Yeah, so you, so I think especially in the United States, since we have a very strong wrestling or amateur wrestling uh, tradition, then uh, we are getting so like uh, well, we're getting this mix right of amateur wrestling into uh, nogi jujitsu, and I think there's like one school right. It's it's kind of getting into the into the news where you're getting a lot of successful uh competitors coming out of that it's called like daisy fresh right so daisy fresh jiu-jitsu or i think they're calling themselves american jiu-jitsu so that might be um kind of going along what gridiron masters is talking about where uh, you're having this folk style wrestling mixing with the brazilian jiu-jitsu creating this uh, this more wrestling oriented uh, style of nogi but again it wouldn't i personally wouldn't call it uh, catch wrestling and actually I've, I've, I've trained at a daisy fresh and so yeah it's still you know it's still a lot of the jiu-jitsu stuff you're still there's still a lot of people doing like the de la Hiva stuff playing guard um um you know so there's still i, I would per, i'd personally say it's probably still more heavy on the jiu-jitsu stuff right the Because I think uh, I think that you can kind of take advantage of the whole no pin stuff. So then people they kind of um, you know just forget about you know going to their back and like they'll they'll just go to their back. And so they'll just give up that whole idea. Uh, Gridiron Masters, what's wrong with submission wrestling as a name? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, that's exactly right. Um, and at UCLA, we're kind of using that name too for for the class because for the catch wrestling class, um, because more people will understand submission wrestling. So, like a, a person who 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 doesn't know what catch wrestling is, like since it is a specific name, right? Um, they, they might not know what that is so then they might not come to the class or they might not check it out but if you have submission wrestling then they're like oh i kind of like at least i have some idea and so then they'll they'll come to the class or at least they'll, they'll come check it out right? and then you know they'll just continue because it's it's um you know the, the best of both worlds right and really kind of like the future right because uh uh especially catch wrestling nowadays where um you know we, we got from uh, like Wiggins and stuff, and uh, from like like uh, Billy Wicks or the American lineage, right? From Farmer Burns and all. Like, you got all these really great uh, control, like painful submission holds and stuff. Which really, they're they're wrestling holds. They've all like a lot of these 
uh, double wrist locks and you know um, uh, key locks and stuff like that were all considered holds that you can use to control someone so you can pin them um, but it just so happens that um, you know people tap out so the whole idea is kind of a, a little bit different or at least the, the idea of wrestling from back in the day is a little bit different I think because or nowadays because uh, because of jujitsu being so popular so then a lot of things that maybe someone wouldn't have tapped out to back in the glory days of catch wrestling um, people are tapping out to now which is great great for someone <laughs> who uh, knows like the catch wrestling Okay, so uh, here's another comment from someone else. All right. Okay, Dal Av. There are also false theories about Savat coming from Asian martial arts. Also with sailors being involved. Seems like people appreciate sailors mixed with false theories. Yeah. Um, um, strange, strange. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, French France was like definitely a colonial power and stuff like that so they um, they were all of the, you know all over different parts like africa and asia and all that um but again uh, every, you know human civilization has been around for a while and people like to fight and and so they um they they develop different styles so um things influence each other so like we've seen like the influence of the pin was a back and forth between england or like the island and the continent um but it was still very much a european thing they're a very like a european uh development like that they did all by themselves so um it's not necessarily an influence from say like since japan has has the, the sumo or whatever holding someone or making someone you know fall over and you win no they had those rules in England too. If you get someone to fall over, you won. Um, and then it just developed into like falling over and landing on them and keeping them down. Then that that evolved. It that changed the rules in Europe. All right, gridiron masters. Is there a difference between temporary pins and immobilizing pins? Uh, it depends on. Uh, the rules. So in our competitions, like in, and in the competitions that Wigan has, uh, it's a two-second pin. So uh, you you keep those shoulders on the mat two seconds, you won. So I think some, well, I think in judo, I think they have kind of a thing where you stay over somebody. Uh, then you can, like for like 10 seconds or something, but it's definitely something a little different um but yeah it doesn't mean again it doesn't mean that uh that judo brought the pins into so judo again it's a very young style um so so no i would say that, so then with that that being said since judo is not a very old martial art it um it definitely wasn't old enough to influence pins in europe hundreds of years ago hey marcus james so um uh thanks for watching hopefully you heard some of the older stuff early some of the stuff from the beginning of the of the podcast here we're just talking about the evolution of the pin in europe and how uh, it was a back and forth between uh europe and england and then ultimately people kind of recognized the value of uh, holding someone down on their back and uh, you know being very deliberate about it showing the dominance by holding them down by pinning them down and then uh, that ultimately remained in the french style which became greco-roman and then um that also ended up remaining in the catch as catch can which evolved uh, in lancashire so thanks for so marcus is uh, uh he com he competes and trains at uh, snake pit wigan right so um He's uh, he's been doing grappling for a while now. All right, but so again, being said, with that being said, uh, again, the the pin or it's like it's like so people saw the value of the pins a long time ago, and so hopefully people nowadays can kind of 
redevelop their appreciation of pins um, uh, because you'll see some people saying like, oh, wrestling, whatever, it sucks because I, I like jujitsu because the pin is valueless, but uh, it's got a lot of a lot of value there. All right, and so that's why the modern uh, jujitsu gurus are talking about it. Gridiron Masters. I like pins that can't be escaped from. Jiu-Jitsu people laugh at two-second pins. A whole jiu-jitsu match can be one long pin. Yes, yes, especially uh, some of the gi ones where you just kind of like hang on to each other. Um, so I think that's why uh, people are really liking a lot of the no-gi stuff because at least you can't just hang on to the clothes the whole time. All right, so... Uh, hopefully people got the gist of what we we're talking about and so um, if you want to support us you know it'd be great if and if if anybody want to support us through um, becoming a member of our channel um, and our YouTube channel that'd be great we also offer like extra videos and stuff there if you want to learn uh, again we have this really cool new app on our uh, membership right so i one that you can download and we're uh, it's way more active now so um it's it, it's pretty pretty cool uh let me see oh the last ronin oh and marcus james didn't barnett essentially beat dean lister with the pin uh yeah, yeah just holding him down that he was he he welcomed uh being on his back All right so that's kind of that's kind of how it worked. The the last Ronin, actually, let me show. So, the last Ronin. Is there a place for the pin in the modern game? Yes, yes, yes. There's definitely a, a place for that, and that's why you're seeing people like John Danaher talk about um, like the pin itself. And so basically, you don't necessarily have to pin the person where it's like uh, what you like side control. What's called side control in jujitsu, but it is. Uh, you can pin down a part of the limb, an entire limb, the hip, or you know any part of the body where if you can immobilize that, that might help you to get get into like basically passing their guard or or going into a side control or or setting up or basically mobilizing them long enough where you can set up a leg lock or something like that. So that that's that is the value of the pin in like modern nogi. So for those of you, and I also, I think I mentioned it earlier, like also modern MMA, where it's like, if you can hold someone, if you take someone down, you hold them down and then you can ground and pound until you get that TKO. I think we, I think we talked about it. There was like a really cool one championship match. Um, there was a, a Indonesian freestyle wrestler against a really good Muay Thai guy. And so then the, the, the Indonesian freestyle wrestler did like a fireman's takedown on the guy against the cage and then um, was able to hold him down. I believe he got a submission or ground and pound. Anyway, they, the freestyle wrestler won, but it was because of that whole idea of wrestling and like being on top, keeping the person underneath immobilized. Um, so yeah, we have that video on our channel, right? Um, I think the guy is called... Um, Ekoroni, Saputra, right? So you can definitely see that. The video on our YouTube channel is, it should be pretty funny because right? I have one of the UCLA students. So this woman, she she throws me. So if you want to see me get tossed like that, like in the in the the fight, then uh, check it out. It shouldn't be too too long ago. That fight wasn't too long ago. Yeah, so the last Ronin, yeah, so but where the pin is a means to an end. Yeah, basically, yeah, so you can show the control or say like, uh, if we're talking about like the Barnett-Lister match where you can really be driving your weight into the person, uh, really making it difficult for them to breathe, and you can set up um, those types of what they call like uh, compression chokes where you're not even choking them around their, you're not strangling them around their neck, but they can't breathe, and then they tap out. They tap to pressure, basically. Oh, yeah. There we go. Actually, uh, so Marcus James, 
It's a great photo with Roy behind you. Yeah, actually, there. If you see over, actually, this way, the where my cat is. All right, so that's me, and uh, that was the first, uh, the first cat wrestling event that uh, Wigan held, uh, kind of in the modern era. So I competed in that. Uh, how do I get there? We go. I competed in that, and I won. And there I am. I'll bring it forward. See if you can see it. Yeah. So, so uh, there's Roy Wood uh, handing me the trophy for winning. It won by the crossface. But then also, speaking of Roy Wood giving me stuff, so yeah, these these trophies. But then this one in particular is a really cool one. Since I trained in Wigan for several years, let me see it. This is a specific one that Roy made for me. For, let me see if I can. So you can see it's not for winning a match. He gave me uh, eh, get the glare off of it. So this is a, it's the Roy Wood Trophy. Yeah, there we go. Uh, most improved wrestler of the year. So for 2013. So I had already uh, gone, you know, it was I wasn't a beginner, right? But I'd already gone and uh, won, and then you know kept going back, and um, so Roy gave me a, a specific uh, trophy that he it was his award that he chose um, who he wanted to give it to, and he gave it to me. So I'm very very proud of that. Um, so so there, my cat likes it too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's why I put. I should probably put it where you can see it, huh? It's like directly behind my, my head. So, uh, so Marcus says, uh, Roy uh, said that you're like the most improved wrestler, and uh, but no trophy. Um, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we'll make a we'll make a certificate for you. Oh, if my cat wants to. Take this photo down. Maybe he doesn't. He's jealous of the of the trophy. He wants his own. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and uh, call it a night here. So thanks everyone for listening and watching. Uh, hopefully, you learned a lot about the value of pins and how, and also the evolution of pins and why we do it in catch wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling, folk style wrestling, freestyle wrestling, and you can see how it can be of value still in modern grappling, in MMA, uh, Nogi, you know, so, um, you know, so think about, consider learning some catch wrestling. Um, all right, so we'll go ahead and see you next time. So hopefully... You take advantage of our, our YouTube channel or all our different resources on our website. Uh, can elevate your grappling. And then together we keep real wrestling alive. <laughs>